I, I giggled, but I just couldn't help it because um, Greg and I were in the other room just saying how difficult it is to, um, you know, we're a new community and so on, and how difficult it is to um, transmit, actually, I guess, is a way of putting it, to share with, to embody so people can notice or encourage people to notice <laughs> um, what it means to be a Zen student or what it means to be a Zen person, what it means to practice this particular way of the Buddha path. And so what I was giggling about was people were um, doing the chant and looking around, you know, not being with their gasho, you know, at all. They were just kind of looking around. How's it going? <laughs> they don't know, you know. So cute. Oh, and people are late. How can you be late? You're sitting, I mean, really, one a month, Sashin, right? Regularly, people are always late. <laughs> it's so hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's because, like, I get to tell you a story, you know. Um, so here we are. I'm at uh, Hokioji, which is the monastery where um, Katagiri Roshi, my most important teacher, I guess, my main teacher, um, had this little new monastery where we used to be in tents, actually, during these great, like, um, they were new to me. They were Midwestern storms, like thunderstorms. Bam, crash, you know, and when you were in a tent, Neat. And we almost had a hurricane once, too. No, not a hurricane, a tornado, where the sky turns green. Have you ever seen that? It was scary. Yeah, I was scared. Because I was in a tent. You know, I thought, oh, how stupid this is. <laughs> what am I talking about? Oh, so we were in the monastery, and, um, and Reb was there this time because this very famous and wonderful teacher, Eko Norisaki Roshi, had come to, um, I've told you some stories about him, had come to Hokioji, Katagiri Roshi had invited him, and he was talking about how to practice, how practice realization is the same in Dogen's lineage, Dogen's way, which is our way. And Reb, the, the Zendo was like, let's see, if you were looking at it, the Zendo is over here, the kitchen is down here, this is a hill, so this is, the kitchen was at the bottom, and the Zendo was kind of over here, and the teacher's house was over here. And Reb and I were standing down at the bottom there, and the, I was the Tenzo, so that's why I was there, and Reb was, I don't forgot what he was. And, um, and then we saw Ekonarasaki, it was, the, you know, various sounds were happening, and it was time for the person to be on their way to the zendo, to open the zendo and offer incense and so on. And there was Ekonarasaki Roshi, you know, just, you know, no rush, no nothing, just there he was going to the zendo. And then the next day, same thing. Han is happening, da-da-da, here, on the way to the Zendo. Every single day, exactly where he was supposed to be, 
when he was supposed to be there every single time. And this just blew Reb away. He just was blown out of the water by this. And I thought, why? You know, what's the big deal? He's where he's supposed to be. What's the big deal? And then Reb, Reb, For Reb, this was a revelation because, I guess, evidently, you know, Reb all the time, is he's a doshi also, so he has to be where he has to be when he's supposed to be there. But he, in Green Gulch, where Reb practices and lives and for years, is um, uh, evidently, at that time anyway, he had, you know, he had, from his point of view, been rushing around to get there in t- on time or doing various things and, you know, and then and more, that was the attitude for Reb. And so Reb made this, he asked Eko Narasaki. And uh, what, I think he asked Eko. I'm not sure of the details of the story, but the punchline is, <laughs> the punchline is, is that in order to be on time, you have to stop doing what you're doing when you're, you're laughing, when you need to be there. You have to stop. And almost always what you're stopping is something that you just a little bit more and I'm, I'll be done. Or just one more thing, it'll be okay. You know, that's what the mind is, that's what's happening in the mind. You know, and then we're late. Or some people actually make a, make it a point of being late. <laughs> some people make it a point of not being late. Those people need to rethink. But some people make it a point of being late. Those people need to rethink also. So if you're all the time one or the other, you need to think about it. But the point is, is that watch the self doing one more thing for yourself that ends up not living for the benefit of all being. Just that one little thing. Me. I'll just make me a little bit more comfortable. And people will be waiting for you in this end. Where's my partner? Where'd they go? Oh, I, I see. They, they went to get a cup of coffee just before coming. So as Zen students, as Zen people, I would encourage you to be on time. And if you're not on time, to watch what it is that's happening just before and see if you can just look at the self. The selfing is happening right then. Just look at it and say, oh, thank you very much. But I'm going to put you down, and I'm going to go to the zendo. So um, here we are at a one-day sit. And I would like to remind you of your intention. 
Actually, I can't remind you of your intention. I don't know what your intention is. <laughs> but I'm asking you to remember your intention so that you don't just come here and waste your time. That you review yourself why you've come. And connect with your intention. Connect with your inmost yearning, whatever it may be, to be free of suffering, to be more authentic person, to be nurtured for a day, to see what's going on in your mind that prevents you from feeling the wholeness of your own life. Whatever the intention is, At that same place in Hokyoji, um, Katagiri said to me, <laughs> one time he said, stop looking for happiness. Isn't suffering okay yet? Isn't suffering enough yet? No certainly is not. What's the matter? How can you ask me a question like that? You're always looking, looking, searching, searching for something else that isn't here. Haven't you learned yet? Even if there is suffering, even if this is what your life has come to be in this moment, Can we settle there? Or as Suzuki Roshi said, can we find our own perfection in the midst of our imperfection? In the midst of not knowing who we are, you know, in the midst of everybody telling us what we're supposed to be, and then eventually having that voice in our own mind, in the midst of this restlessness. Can it be enough? Can we find our deep stillness in the midst of this looking, 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 seeking, seeking, doing, 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 searching, searching, searching? Last week, um, I was barely here last week. I had a very difficult week last week. I, um, for the first time in my life, I actually felt old. It was very, very interesting. I was achy. I was getting sick. I was probably already a little bit sick. I had an infection in my eye. My eye was really swollen. I couldn't see out of it. It was all blurry, and it hurt every time I blinked. And I, I, um, and I did something that was really so typical of me. It's so sweet and so stupid. You know, I was, um, I, I was, I'm trying to learn how to run, to jog. I'm, be, I'm learning. I'm beginning to learn. And um, so it was the morning. It was Friday morning, and I was jog. It was dark, and I was, it was downhill, so it was easy to, to you know, to jog and. And before, I was only able to jog like a block and a half. These, the downslope 
blocks are really long. You know, the sideways blocks are really short for the dance. So, so I could only, used to be only able to jog maybe one of those blocks, and it was hard. But because I've been practicing, I started jogging, and I, and, I, and, I, and, I could, and I could keep going. I thought, wow, this is really great. So let's, so I'm going to keep, so meantime, because my eye was swollen and infected, <laughs> you're going to, I mean, you can laugh if you want to. It's dark already in the morning, and I'm wearing dark glasses because <laughs> I don't want the air, you know, to hit my eye. So I'm jogging. It's dark, and I'm wearing dark glasses, and I can't see out of one eye anyway. <laughs> so I, I fell, of course. <laughs> well, not of course, but according to that, if, if I say of course, would be thinking about it in terms of karma, cause and effect. No, but I did fall. Therefore. Of course I fell. Do you understand? It's different. So anyway, I fell. And um, so I bruised my knees, you know, and and my right one rather badly. And my wrists were, I bashed my wrist again. This wrist is already kind of weak. And I was sick. And so I had no energy at all. And I was beyond emotionally and physically, I was exhausted. I was beyond what I, I could do. And I, um, and I wasn't nice. You know, I, I, I'm not nice. <laughs> I was impatient and, excuse me, I was impatient, not excuse me, I apologize, patient and just uh, difficult. I was not happy. So I tried not to be with people. <laughs> and finally, I uh, gave myself two days to rest more, because I, I really needed to. I feel, much, I feel much better now. But the point is that I'm trying to make, was that OK? You know, All during that time, was I judging myself? Was I <coughs> trying to make it different than what it was? Was I? resisting how things had come to be, can being, can feeling old be okay? You know, can having an eye that couldn't see that be okay? Because it's already there. So in your sitting today, and I'm trying to make an analogy here, in your sitting today, do a three-point check-in, a three-centered check-in, just to see. Settle down, let the mind stabilize, and then check in. What, what is, just look, not with, a, not with a, a need to change anything, to make it any different in any way. Just look. What's happening up there in the mind? Lots of thoughts, not so many thoughts, stories, am I making a drama, am I adding to things? Just what, what's it like up there? That's all. Just pay attention. And then move your attention down to the heart area, to the center of emotion the tone of the day, the mood of the day, 
Am I a little bit down? Am I happy? You know, is there, better way of putting it is, is there sadness here? Is there happiness? Is there resistance? Jealousy? Revenge? Resentment? Joy? Openness? Blocked? Just watch like it's somebody else almost. And then let the attention drop further. And see, start in the hara, the soft belly, or see if it's soft or not. And then let your awareness or let, that's a better way of putting it is, you know, the body is aware by itself, so you don't have to actually do anything. Just allow an awareness of the body, complete, your entire body. And check in. How is the body today? Restless energy, calm, slothful, pain, too much intensity of feeling, numbness, pulsing, relaxed, tense. Just check in and let that be enough. I have enormous faith in awareness. And it is my experience that if you allow awareness and don't mess with it, that a a very deep healing takes place. No matter what is happening, whether the mind is jittery or settled, whether the emotions are open or closed, whether the body is tense or not, that just bringing awareness, or just allowing awareness, there is a very deep healing going on. As human beings, you know, we are, we, we, we can tell, in a way, if intelligent practice is happening, if we're able to deal with the fear that exists at the bottom of our restlessness, at the bottom of our needing to change things, to seek, to resist. The bottom underneath all this is a fear. You know, it's a, a legitimate fear, I guess, in a way, because it's a fear of the what word to put the emptiness that is at the bottom of what we are. This vast openness this nothing. We're afraid that we are not. And so we make things up. 
we make believe that things are not okay the way they are, that we need to fix things. We're afraid of this nothing at the center of our being. And so, you know, we do things that cover it up. When we're insulted or embarrassed, you know, or when um, Greg and I were talking this morning, you know, when we, when we, our first response to something that is true or not true about us is defense, right? That's just us maintaining a sense of me that has no underpinning unless we keep defending it. And so we can't settle with things just the way they are because it's a risk. If we let ourselves really settle, what is there is nothing. No me to defend. So during a one-day sit, we can, we can notice, are we allowing ourselves to be okay with, to not fight with, to not make a drama about, to not add anything to what's happening and allow what's there to be enough? It takes a lot of courage to be okay with how life has come to be. Can I have a son who uses crystal meth? (coughs) Can I have a eye that I can't see out of? Can I be impatient? as a teacher. Is that allowable in my idea of who I'm supposed to be? Can I sit with uncomfortable thoughts? I I spoke to a lovely young woman the other day who has had a headache every day for a year. Is that okay for her? Was it okay for Darlene to spend 30 years with rheumatoid arthritis? Is it okay for me to get old? This is a list from Joko Beck's book, Every Day Zen. Here are some okay questions. And 
it doesn't mean, when we say okay, it doesn't mean that we want whatever. I didn't want my eye to be infected, but it's already infected. Is that okay? Is it okay for me to be who I am? If I'm told, Joko, you have one more day to live, is that okay? If I'm in an accident and my legs have to be amputated, is that okay? If I were never again to receive a kind or friendly, encouraging word from anyone, would that be okay? I have notes. Not really. (laughs) I mean, let's be honest, right? These are severe things. You know, let's just say, you know, can I be okay with when somebody cuts in front of me online? We can start there, right? We don't have to. (laughs) Right? Let me finish. If I, for whatever reason, have to be bedridden and in pain, is that okay? If I'm, here's, here's more t- possible. If I make a complete fool of myself in the worst possible circumstances, is that okay? If the close relationship I dream of is never going to come to pass, Is that okay? If for whatever reasons I have to live out my life as a beggar with little food and no shelter, is that okay? If I must lose whatever or whomever I care for, is that okay? This is very good. Listen to this. For these things to be okay doesn't mean that I am happy about them. But if they are okay, what does that mean? What is an awake state? And then she says, when there is no longer any separation between myself and the circumstances of my life, whatever they may be, then it is okay. And when it is okay, then the mind is still in the midst of whatever is happening. There's a stillness, still quality. That's what we mean by equanimity. It means the mind is not moved. It's not reactive to life as it comes to be. So can you sit today with no resistance 
No grasping at something that isn't there. No resistance to what is there. Can you sit like a mountain? Letting the storm of whatever arises in your mind, your body, your heart. Just watching, just being awareness. Resting as awareness. In the midst of the stories, the drama, the dissatisfaction, whatever it is, the happiness, everything that's passing through, in the midst of the humanness, you know, the, 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 um, what did you say? Oh, we're perfect, just exactly the way we are, but we can use some improvement. Right, so that's that's both of who we, that is what we are. That's the whole picture. You know, can we sit in the midst of our humanness, the imperfection, as the perfection that we already are? That's your challenge for the day. If you choose to accept it. <laughs> And, you know, the truth of it is that the best place to practice this is sitting on the cushion. It's the easiest place, even though physically it's a little difficult. But it's the easiest place. And that's why I keep... First I was suggesting, you know, then I'm going to, you know, what's next? Suggest, encourage. No, first I encourage, then I suggest... Then I'm going to demand, <laughs> you know. I, I guess I can't demand. But I can suggest strongly, you know. <laughs> you know, there is no practice without uh, <clears throat> stopping and remembering what we are, giving the mind a chance. <laughs> to remember what it already is. There's just too much distraction in the lay life. We have to stop. So... Today is a day of stopping, allowing, willing, watching, paying attention to the details of your activity, giving yourself a chance to allow what we deeply already are and yearn to acknowledge. Chance to let 
what we are be okay just for a day, you know? I missed my pocket. <laughs> So, um, so I encourage you, you know, do your best. I'm of the belief that everyone is doing their best all the time. But I am also of the belief that you yourself know when you really are doing your best. So check in with yourself and see if that's happening. And don't waste the day, the rest of the day. Really make an effort to sit like a mountain in the midst of the imperfection. And just imagine the perfection that you already are. Open to that possibility. It's in the watching. It's not far away. And when you notice this nothing that is at the core, don't rush over it. That's the truth of us. Now settle there. Allow that to be. In the stillness, in the silence, at the core. So enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you for listening to this podcast offered by the Brooklyn Zen Center. Our programs are given free of charge and made possible by the donations we receive. For more information on supporting Brooklyn Zen Center, please visit the giving section of brooklynzen.org.